Hello everyone, it's me, Jasper William Cartwright, your brand new co-host for this season five of the Performance Capture podcast. I want to start off by saying thank you so much. I absolutely love being here and I hope that you're already enjoying this brand new season. However, I'm not the only new thing for this season. We have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash performance capture podcast. If you want to support the show and help us to continue creating this awesome content, whilst also getting your hands on some exclusive content, including discounts on Victoria's e-course, behind the scenes footage, and bonus episodes, including my interview. But fear not, that's not the only way that you can help the show. You can also drop us a five-star review on whatever podcasting app you're using. That really helps us find brand new people. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Let's get on with this week and our interview with Darren Ross. Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. (laughs) And then they're like, you mean there, there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here, you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. Jump in both feet, because this is the future of entertainment. This is where it's going to be. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. All right, everybody, welcome back. My name is Victoria Atkin. This is the Performance Capture Podcast, Season 5. And today's guest is a very dear friend of mine who I've had the great fortune of spending quite a lot of time over the last three years with in the volume. Um, so without further ado, can you please tell us what is your name and where did you grow up? My name is Darren Ross, and I grew up in Long Island, New York, Strong Island. I am a stunt coordinator. Uh, my focus is in motion capture, uh, but I do live action for film and TV as well as video games. And I am a freelance stunt coordinator so that is wonderful because i get to have the joy of working with many different wonderful game companies and teams uh mainly in los angeles but also all over the world and um get to have fun with wonderful people like lady v (laughs) so how would you best describe this is my one of my favorite questions to ask performance capture people how would you best describe performance capture like, what, what is it to you? Oh, it is a wonderful way to torture actors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By sticking Brilliant. them in very tight superhero-like suits mm-hmm. with markers on them. And um, we are in a space we call a volume because the markers on our bodies are recorded in 3D space, X, Y, Z. The volume has length, width, and height. So as long as we are in that volume and our bodies are in there, the markers will be recorded no matter how high, no matter how long or wide we move within that space. And that data or gets the the markers get translated to data that is mapped onto digital characters. So our body performance, our facial performance can get mapped onto anything. Any human character, any creature, any alien, we can literally play anything and um, become something that is. 
I think that's what I do, I, I do just want to clarify really quickly for anyone who hasn't actually seen a motion capture suit before. Uh, when Darren says a superhero suit, imagine a superhero suit, but instead of it making you look as good as you possibly can, imagine it accentuating all of the worst bits of your body that you're like, I don't oh, know, yes, guys. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, think nah, I love it. I think, it's yeah. I think it's different for men and women because women, we, I feel like we look pretty good in them. Like our hips get to like, like. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, no, whenever men, I've. Whenever I put one on, I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that I uh, my Christmas love handles uh, were this bad. Okay, I thought I was thought I was doing okay, but clearly That's not. This Christmas love cap suit, yeah, <laughs> here to show me otherwise. <laughs> it never gets old for me. Whenever I put that suit on, I, I, it's a second skin. I feel like yes. Yeah, it feels good. It here feels like you're about go. to like walk through the tunnel for World Cup. Totally. Or like yeah. Totally. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but the Christmas love handle. And I also really like uh, Darren's comment about uh, how it's a place to torture actors, which is oh, pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, um, brilliant. I have seen some actors really like thrive and some other other people just crumble. Oh, yeah. This is a, a different um, mm. medium, you know, different yeah. medium for them. So uh, how did you decide? I didn't don't know the answer to this. So I'm very excited. I don't think we've ever had this conversation. How did you discover performance capture? How did you become involved in your first project? So I worked for Blur Studio for 18 years, which is crazy even when mm. I say that. Um, and Blur, uh, when I started Blur, we were 20 people. I was employee number 20. This is back in Venice, California, not far from where we are now. I'm in, I'm in Marina Del Rey. And Blur, Tim, the awesome Tim Miller, who uh, who created Blur, who's been my boss forever, who's still I still he's still like my boss I've I've still get to work with him <laughs> Tim will I love him forever um smart the smart thing they did was they purchased motion capture equipment a very long time ago um when motion capture was brand new Tim was was sharp with going like hey we're doing stuff that is real body re realistic mo motion we're not we're not Pixar we're not trying to be hand animated stuff we're, we're doing stuff that's that we want to look like real performance real the way people really move for our project so let's let's use this performance capture equipment and they purchased a vicon system and uh we had a a little a little space a little volume uh back then we were split into three buildings on abbot kinney and um we had a, a small volume. Then we moved under one roof on Venice Boulevard, and we had like a back area dedicated to it. And we used to do a ton of stuff in, in a very small volume. We did a ton of fight choreography, uh, a ton of acting. Uh, we figured out facial capture as well. Way back when, it was a soft homage system. Uh, that we used that was all kind of new and different and, and stuff we were pioneering. And it was great because we could we could do a lot of acting and a lot of stunts and a lot of fight choreography um, and process it. Part of what I started doing was uh, because we were generalists. So when I when I started we, when we didn't have motion capture equipment, we were all we were all three D generalists. So we all did a little bit of modeling and texturing and lighting and compositing. And then when when the motion capture equipment uh, was there, I I started jumping into that. My my teacher was a Navy SEAL veteran who I was training with, 
and I had a second teacher that was training under him. So this was uh, Mac, Richard Mac Makowitz, and, and my second teacher, uh, Christopher Hicks. Basically, they were the first couple guys that started bringing into the volume uh, and just basically jumping in the suits and beating the piss out of each other, really is what we were doing. <laughs> and yeah, we were very comfortable and, and we were training in So Max it sounds so system. good when you say that in a New York accent, if we say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't That's really good. all we were doing. Uh, we were pretending like we were professionals and just beating the piss out of each other in mocap suits. But uh, because Max system was a self-protection-based system, we were doing uh, very real life training. It was uh, self-protection-based training. So, so with motion capture we can pad up more and and um we were mm. really making full contact you know with how we would uh do choreography with each other so you know our reactions were really were, were real because we were really beating on each other and um padded up and and um so we'd get really good performance and started to see how that can unfold and i would um i was animating i was starting to animate so i would i would actually take our own motion capture and I would blend our own motion capture. And then I, I really fell in love with camera work. I love camera cinematography. Uh, mm. The dance of cinematography and choreography are, are, are so important. So learning and understanding, because as, an, as animators, we understand silhouettes and we understand uh, what makes good silhouettes and what, what, what reads well. And so it's the same with stunt and fight choreography. We can, we can, we can always play to a camera. We could always cheat to a camera and, and understanding what is, what's the best way to tell this story and the, the, the best angles to sell this choreography and editing and, and really getting a chance to do all that with, with blur. You really learned all the whole process. I, I was very fortunate. I was telling Jasper earlier, there was, there was projects I would literally start on like with storyboard animatics, editing those together. And then, and then, and then uh, a rough version of motion capture animatics, and then final animation. Then I'd actually still would do scene assembly and, and uh, lighting and compositing. So I'd be on a project from beginning to end, and and it was amazing because you really got to learn the, her, the whole process. A lot of us that were generalists became supervisors because we understood what we were, how we were handing this off to each part. When we started having pipelines. We understood what we were handing off to each other and how to how to take care better care of each other as we were passing it down the pipeline and knowing what that process entailed. Just with that, yeah. I wanted to ask a question. Like, um, do you think it's very important for everybody to know other parts of what they do other than the specific detail that they do? You know, and as you said, passing it down the pipeline. Do you think it's important for actors, directors, stunt coordinators to know the jobs of other people? even if it's just briefly or to have some experience of that, I guess would be really valuable too. Do you, is that what, you, is that what you're saying? I, I think so because I think uh, the wonderful world of entertainment, there are so many things that you can fall in love with. Um, and it, it is great to know other people's jobs so that you respect it more mm. and, and may understand the pains more and how to alleviate problems more and make their lives <laughs> yeah. easier. Um, I, I always and love generate problems, right? Because quite a lot of the time you don't even know that you're creating a problem necessarily. It's just the way that you're working or something might be very unhelpful to someone else who comes after you. <laughs> very much so. And, and I think I always encourage people to, 
to learn the other parts of production that that they may want to learn. Not everybody's necessarily going to want to do camera work. Not everybody's going to want to necessarily enjoy audio, let's say. Uh, not everybody's going to love editing. Uh, but if you do, if you if you if you're interested in visual effects, if you're interested in editing, if you're interested in cameras, well, great. You know, I think. I mean, I do think cameras having uh, an understanding of camera is a is a wonderful part of the process because it's it's certainly going to help you it's going to help crew um a lot of people a lot of stunt people do enjoy camera work and editing and they'll they'll start picking up the camera and start filming cuz um mm. it's it's so integral with our choreography to to understand how we're selling it on camera especially when it's live action versus motion capture we can cheat a lot more with motion capture especially with the puppeteering process and when we're when we're rigging people we have lines on them but when you're doing live action and it's got to all look good in camera you want to understand the camera very well and you want to understand how to sell your hits and how to sell your choreography on camera because you're just going to make everybody's life easier you're going to make cinematographers lives easier dp's lives easier directors lives easier because you could offer more and and go like, hey, we can mm. rotate and we can turn and we can sell it this way. I've had an experience with you, like personally, with that as an actor. You know, and we're working on Forspoken about you know how we, um, you know, what we're going to we were standing in for the stunts. I, I say we were standing, you know, that we were trying to meld um, a piece of uh, animation together with the actors and the stunts, and they created, you know, I think we were like running and then. There's some uh, one of the tanters and the scoop, so we had to see how it meant. And I, and I would I would have to say that you creating the video just made everything so much easier. Not that I was able to do it straight away, but <laughs> but it definitely gave me the reference to go. Oh, okay, this is what we're trying to do. Otherwise, I would not have of known like where the stunts were going to meet with us and how we were going to execute that and the whole flow. Mm. Like you say, the pipeline. So I, I was going to say firsthand, I've experienced the the ease of that and the solution of that and the just and I, and I think you know working with you and this isn't just to say this because you're on here but Darren is one of the people that I would say is so valuable on set because he provides solutions for people he provides solutions mm. and he provides um uh understanding you know um and I've definitely is something that I like to definitely have learned from you to go into the mocap set and say Oh, okay. So, oh, that director wants us to do this, this, and this. Oh, okay. Like thinking solutions, thinking of how to be of service to everybody on the volume. And I think you do that better than anybody I've seen. I'm going to say that better than anybody I've seen in the volume. It really service the group. And I think this is why you work a lot. I think one of the reasons, <laughs> not just because you're super skillful, but because you, you provide solutions and you are easy to work with and you service the whole of the group, which you wouldn't, you don't have to do as a stunt coordinator, but you do, you become very integral to the process. And I know from Forspoken and the other projects that we've done together that you, you go above and beyond. And I think that's really important. And it's something that the listeners, particularly younger actors that are coming up doing this, to know that that's what makes you stand out and that's what makes you get rehired. Mm. I appreciate that. It's, it's, it, I, I love it. And, and, and I feel fortunate to have had a career where coming from learning so much. I mean, I was telling Jasper like blur, I feel like I grew up at blur, you know, cause we, we got mm. to really 
the beauty of being at a small studio that grew into a big studio is you could wear many hats and 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 you could take on all these different things if you want want to and learn all that process and and so that yes it can come out and 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 be that you know provide solutions by by understanding the different aspects of of what my team can give how we can help part of part of what uh victoria was talking about jasper is uh stunt viz which is when we right. uh film our rehearsals and i uh if there's time in the schedule uh shoot my stunt viz with my team and sure. edit it together with sound and 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 effects just to just to show a visual edit of what we're up to what you're aiming for kind Be of thing because yeah, it's sure. we're not going to necessarily if i don't have my team with me on on our overlapping acting days to act out the stuff well i can play the edit and i i can say all right well here's the gag there's going to be a character yep. that's going to come in and scoop up victoria and basically fly away and so we're <laughs> going to connect that and you're going to run in this direction and then boom it's like you're getting scooped at this moment and um it helps people to understand like, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing. Because you could describe that and be like, well, well that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. Before, yeah. when I've worked in stunts before, when we did Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I didn't have any reference to this, you know. I never, with the, the wonderful French woman that, that provided the stunts for, um, for Evie, um, she was great. And I got to go in and watch and they would describe it verbally to me. But... I hadn't. I really had no reference to what that meant or what that mm. was. So with a video, I mean, I feel like that is really a great service. That's. I, I was just gonna, if, yeah. I was just going to hop in just because I was really interested. Uh, just obviously, you know, I've watched a ton of videos, as I'm sure a lot of people have, about you know stunts and watching Corridor Crew and whatever, talking about stunts and things like that. Um, but I'm really interested. Yeah, they're awesome. But I'm really interested to know what um, the kind of differences are, both in the limitations and and also what you feel like is easier. You know, even just you then describing like effect for getting to stitch to kind of clips, uh, like movements together, uh, you know, with your actor and then into your stunt performer feels like something that must be a huge benefit for using motion cap over doing live action stuff where you've effectively just got to like, hope that two cuts kind of marry up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't just sort of have that sort of seamless transition. And I'm just wondering, you know, like you said, hiding pads, things like, you know, or like being just as padded as you want to be, stuff like that. What are some of the uh, kind of pros and cons for, you know, stunt work specifically in motion capture versus uh, live action? Well, the, the stitching is a, is a huge benefit. I mean, that's something over my years of animation that that uh, got well-versed in is, is, is how to not only utilize stitching but uh, utilize it in a way that's that's smart and effective for an animation team. Where um, if we've got certain uh, wire gags that we're doing, that um, like one of the things I like to do with with the stunt team, especially if we've got it's it's uh, if our actors are with us and they can perform the the face. Well, sometimes I can have two teams going at once, so I can I can have a what we'll call organic the the choreography team that's not on a wire fighting mm. and let's say there's a big force blast going off so they can fight 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 boom the force blast can begin with the organic team stacked and then there's a team that's set up with the wires and it's just right. the flyback person mm. and then someone like victoria could also be in the volume with us acting out the face so we're all there together as an ensemble 
And that's that's wow, a, so you've got like three different parts to the same movement. That's amazing. That's yeah, really cool. that's a really beautiful way that we can stitch it all together. Where but the timing is what's going to work because it can mm. that timing can get really ugly and really uh, painful for an animation team, depending on how you shoot that. And and if and if um, usually the animators are there, the the leads are with us. But but sometimes if they if they can't be or if they're trying to figure it out later, it can all those stitches can get really painful and ugly to figure out later and be like what is a b and c of this so when you see it all together and it's like oh well there's our actress acting her face there's the fight choreography and then boom there's the gag going off and i can see how it connects even though it's it's stacked off from each other the beauty of motion capture you can you can meld it back together and see how the timing works in stitches you don't always have to do it that way there's you can you can stitch separately in a separate take and and what we'll call isolations where it's like okay now we're going to reset up for a whole different uh rigging gag here because it's maybe it's a different twisty belt or something special that we're doing here that's a little bit of a different crazy uh movement but the stitching part of it is is a wonderful thing that we can do that that's you can do something like that in live action but it's but it's much more of a seamless process because it's literally an animated yeah. blend that happens and and um it's it's great and puppeteering is 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 what i love about motion capture i love my my rigging team i it's you know vic you've you've been with us with our, our uh, yeah, rigging team and and it's nice because you can really puppeteer from all the different angles you can somebody could be on a line above them but we could have lines running out from different parts of their body to help with direction and movement and how they're flying or spinning or, or whatever they're doing. And so the, the puppeteering aspect, I mean, you see it a lot on Avatar. I mean, Garrett, uh, Garrett Warren has done some, some really amazing rigs for Avatar. If you watch any of the behind the scenes when they're flying and on, on the, the creatures and stuff, uh, people like Terry Notary, you know, who's, who's an amazing mm -hmm. uh, performer. Terry on, the, on the podcast. I love Terry. I've 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 had Terry on on a number of my projects, and he's just such a wonderful human being. And we've we've puppeteered him. We've had him with his amazing uh, his his different uh, extend extensions that he creates. Mm. We've put him on the line. Terry moves amazing on his own as as a superhuman creature performer. And but then when we when we give him a little extra. Uh, we've, we've done some stuff where he's played like lizard type creatures, like, like a Komodo dragon and he can move faster because we're just supporting him on a line and traveling him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, <clears throat> That's it's so, cool. so bizarre to see him moving in this like way because he can already move that I'm well. I'm so glad but, we have video now. But yeah, he's played like lions and tigers and, and ape he's done his ape movement but he can he can leap farther he can go higher and longer because we can travel him more mm -hmm. on the line and just kind of give him that extra sure, boost cool. and uh and that's that's what's really the joy of the puppeteering and we don't have to worry about those lines being hidden behind a camera or then being removed because we're only recording the the the, the data of the body it's amazing. I've got to say, I've, I have a. You've given me a new life goal, Darren. Uh, to, to for you to hook me up for one of them things so I can do creature oh, work. Yeah. Like that sounds like the absolute dream. Like I'm a big fan of creature work, and to be rigged up like that, uh, it would be 
pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> I've done some flying before, and it was like the most fun I've ever had. So to do that on a mocap stage, I think would be right up there for me. So yeah, that sounds awesome. Something that I gotta <laughs> uh, I gotta get done next year is I wanna uh, get Samuel in the suit, my little son. Oh yeah, and do like a mama. Oh, and, I would love that. Uh, mama and baby gorilla. You know, yes. and like animate it just just yeah. like have it amazing. forever um let's yeah, uh definitely. yeah i gotta do that next year i'm gonna make that happen that would be um, fun so what <laughs> is your i've got two questions like just before we kind of get to you know your advice and stuff like that um i'm gonna the next couple of questions i would like to put together really is um firstly what's your favorite thing about motion capture and then i would like you to talk about an experience that you have enjoyed on the motion capture stage with also we haven't really talked about your credits you know like some of the big titles that you've worked on so mm. if you wouldn't mind like inco- just a couple. incorporating just a couple on there. <laughs> those huge titles into your answer i would appreciate that so your favorite thing about motion <laughs> capture i guess to start uh well the favorite my favorite thing about it is is a lot of what i've been talking about i, I f- especially from from a stunt ensemble perspective uh i i, I my favorite days are when when it's fight choreography and the rigging team and and it's it's that kind of stuff where where we're all together in the volume and and we're doing a very coordinated piece which is like it's fight choreo into a gag and we've we've there's those moments where the gag goes off just right and everybody is an ensemble that that came together to create that moment you know, it, it, it had to be in sync. The, 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 the fight choreography blended into the gag. The gag went off and somebody flew through the air. And, and you know it because everybody's like, oh! And they're just like, what? And then they'll like, we'll play it back. And then on the playback, everybody's like, oh, yeah, there it is. It's right. and, and I've had some of those moments. There was one on a, on a um, trailer. It's for a game coming out. It's an EA game by EA Originals. It's this Japanese mythological fantasy game where um, we had uh, some organic sort of um, acting going on. And then the character gets knocked into the air by this like giant mountain of a boar. And that's part of what this the, the game is, is that these, these big mythological creatures that you fight. And... Um, so the rigging team was flying back, uh, Peter Jang, and um, the uh, the director's like, can we, can we, you know, can he like fly a little higher, a little further? And like, can he, so a taco is is something where, where the body folds over, you know, it's a tacoing, you know, maybe he can, he can act out the tacoing more in the air. And so I go over to the rigging team. I'm like, can we, can we, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, we, we got you. <laughs> And the and the gag goes off, and it looked like what's called a ratchet. A ratchet is is an actual pneumatic. Is when we have um, a, a mechanical device with with the whole air canister system that that helps fly people higher and further without without the hand system. It's like boom, you hit it, and you dial in the poundage. Well, this was all by hand. It was it was it was uh, the team of three. And everybody just went at the right time. And it looks like a ratchet went off. And Peter just goes, well, boom. And he didn't have to act out the taco. He just naturally folded. <laughs> that just happened. And <laughs> the everybody was like, whoa, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> and it was so funny because we, 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 were, we were bugged out watching it. And then we replayed it on my camera because I'm always shooting with my camera. And then, again, everybody's like, 
yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> and it was, it was really, it's those kind of moments that are my, my favorite moments of, of when it's, everybody's come together and you captured that. It's magic. It, it really is magic. It, that is, that is the most magical, beautiful thing is, is that it's that ensemble of all of us come together to create this superhuman event that it's only going to happen because we as a team are there together making that happen and, and there's nothing like that it's 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 yeah. incredible so darren come on give us some of these other titles that you've worked on deadpool right? deadpool yes Star Wars. yes well i mean all the years of blur was was incredible because um i mean star wars really was the thing as a kid that blew my mind. So that 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 was like a portal opened up and I was like, I'm going after that. I I how yeah. the, who's making Star Wars? What a guy named George Lucas, Industrial Light Magic, like what is that? And pursued that. So years later in life, being at Blur and, and working on Star Wars games, uh or the the games we we worked on back then were um The Old Republic. We did these really just amazing trailers for the Old Republic and uh, Force Unleashed 2 uh, with Sam Witwer, who's an awesome actor. I don't know if you've worked with Sam. I Vic. haven't, He's but I know him. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful guy. Actually, um, for, the, for, the DL, for the DLC, we just, him and I worked together for, for Spoken. And, uh, oh, really? It was like no time had picked up. We hadn't seen each other in like 10 years. And he's literally, I just got a nerd out about Sam real quick. We're working <laughs> together. We hadn't seen each other in like 10 years and he's literally talking about captures from the project like it was yesterday. He's like, yeah, I remember that walk and all that. We did that and da, 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 da. I'm like, How'd you bro, remember that? <laughs> do you remember yeah. that? It's been 10 years and we've all done so much stuff in between. He's like, that one walk? Yeah. He's like, I know that's you. That's not me. I'm like, no, nah, bro, that's you. What are you talking about? We captured it. I'm like, how do you remember this? <laughs> it was amazing. It was like no time. So like, wow, that's great. Like those kind of projects are, are amazing because uh, the the Star Wars ones were great, and working with people like Sam were amazing and, and a wonderful team. Um, Batman is a is a huge. Uh, I was a huge, still am a huge Batman fan. So, um, working on uh, Arkham Knight games uh we worked yeah. on Arkham city i saw that one on the cv earlier and i was like i'm not gonna bring it up but i like i, I gotta I gotta nerd out a little bit because those games those games were up there for me so good and for any american cv is resume <laughs> yeah there's uh, <laughs> oh right yeah I, sure. I, I think my, my favorite one of my favorites is still our deathstroke fight we did for for um for uh, one of the Arkham games where they fight each other in the scrapyard and uh it's just was like real joy and uh, a dream come true to 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 do that kind of stuff and and then you know we've worked on destiny and halo and expansions to halo and destiny 2 and and those are all been a lot so of just fun. a couple and, just a couple small games really that's nothing, what i was gonna say yeah, we have to throw huge. this in because it, it, it's like this <laughs> yeah, is not just absolutely. any stunt coordinator we're talking to today this is mr darren ross who's yeah. pretty pretty established these days when I went f freelance, it was it was pretty amazing because uh, it just broadened the scope of 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 types of projects I was able to do, and uh, did a lot of wonderful work on on Call of Duty. Uh, my buddy Mikal Vega, he he brought me on to uh, work with him on Call of Duty for a couple of years, and we worked on multiple Call of Duty games, and that was a real pleasure. And and then back on to Star Wars stuff. There's a uh, I'm really proud of uh, we did a 10 year anniversary trailer for the Sith Legacy. 
that came out earlier this year and and uh that was amazing because it was like Darth Malgus was a character that back then wasn't really anything he 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 was kind of this character they just kind of made up for the for the for the game and through the trailers he became hugely popular and then um when we did the Sith Legacy trailer uh it was it was all about Darth Malgus and and to come back and work on that and and do it as a freelance stunt coordinator with my team was was just amazing uh most recently Gotham Knights has come out uh so you if work you play, with Michael Antonakos on this? I, I didn't I didn't work with Michael work with um um uh, we did so basically uh super super nerdy awesomeness was um I was hired on that and uh Greg Goodrich is a good buddy who, who brought me on that and Basically, the opening of the game is is spoiler alert. Batman gets taken out. I think people know this, and um, yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> Rachel Ghoul who is uh, basically coming to the Batcave and taking out Batman. Mm -hmm. And I pitched them. I I literally wrote a ten page outline of this sequence for the game, and they went for it. And um, they send me. I was like, Hey, can I see the three D model of the Batcave? And they sent it to me and it's kind of just one level. And I'm like, hey, because of my 3D background, I still get in and, Oof. you know, tweak 3D environments. I'm like, can I add some verticality to the back cave? Oh, change oh. things? And you can't, you can't have Batman without layers. Like it just doesn't work. Like that's, that's the whole, yeah. I mean, take away Batman's ability to get up and down. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Yeah, you don't want to do one level stuff. Like Street Fighter. So I yeah. literally yeah. redesigned the whole Batcave and and was one of the first things I actually was doing during the pandemic. My 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 apartment just had was littered with Batman comics all over the all over the place, and I'm just going through all these different Rachel Ghoul ones because Rachel Ghoul is my is my favorite villain because he's the one that respects Batman the most. Nerd nerd alert. Um, He's the one who calls Batman the detective. This is why we ask you to come on this. This is a nerd luck type yeah. of show. Yeah, exactly. This is this is the nerd space. <laughs> getting Absolutely. getting to to design Rachel Ghoul coming to the Batcave and taking out Batman was was is definitely a, a big big one for me. Is one of my favorites because getting to redesign the Batcave and figure out why he's attacking him and and I had created a whole backstory for it and. And I was also doing all this research going like, well, if I was Bruce Wayne and I had all this money, what would I do? And and I had designed like a second alcove in the cave, which had a whole training area because all the years at the Batcave, there's the iconic uh, statues like a T-Rex and a, and a penny that are different from, mm. from you know, penny plunderers, different cases that Batman has saved these icons. And, but there's the training area of the Batcave is, is not always really shown or defined. So I created this whole secondary area that the fight goes into and, and just nerded out on that. And I was doing all this research on Cirque du Soleil and their sort of platform systems that they have for their stages because Cirque du Soleil has got the most advanced staging systems. And I'm like, so I was Bruce Wayne. I'd probably just buy Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> I would just I get some recruits from the circus. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, oh I would just gosh. use all their technology in my cave. Yeah. And I would pull some recruiters. Great. 
That's what I would do. I could literally talk to you all day about this stuff, but I I do need to wrap this up. So I I would like to know what advice would you give to other people listening that want to get into performance capture? And I guess particularly how to become a stunt coordinator and what what does that involve? Where do they start? What's your advice? Um, Most people who pursue stunts usually come from a very physical background. Um, they, uh, there is a lot of martial artists in stunts. It's definitely, uh, I would say, uh, martial artists and acrobats are the ones who, uh, I would, I would say make the transition, um, the most naturally because they're already kind of versed in fight choreography and they're very comfortable with their bodies. So when they start getting on a wire and getting thrown around, they're they're they've already got a, a an understanding of their body. Um, but people come from all sorts of backgrounds. Athletes, different athletes come uh, into stunts. Um, uh, dancers certainly come come from it. Uh, people from stage. Um, but if uh, and then, and then you've got the world of of the very practical world of stunts, which is driving and fire, high falls. You know, that's that's a whole different avenue. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, so people who who love to drift cars or people who are motorcycle specialists also transition and and start to find an avenue. Uh, you know, maybe they'll get hired for something and they're like, oh, you know, this is this is kind of cool. I, I I'd like to do more of this. Um, if you don't have any sort of physical background and you're interested in stunts, um, I usually just tell people like, well, what, what about stunts interests you? Because it is such a large breadth of things you can, you can, uh, pursue in stunts. You really want to kind of go, well, well, what do you like? Do you like martial arts? Do you, do you like fire? Do you Mm -hmm. like driving? Do you like motorcycles do you there's water there's a whole world of water stunts um uh, a lot of military people also get into stunts because their background in tactical movement or if they've got a specialty in a world of water or uh aviation you know you get you get you know there's a whole world of stunt flying and helicopters i mean you look at maverick which has got the most advanced incredible oh you know we've got a friend that worked on that you know um monica um, oh, yeah. They did. They did a whole new way of filming the actors in uh, in in on the planes and uh, on the yeah, jets. And um, you know, so there's a lot of different specialties that that people come from. So I I usually tell people like, what is it that interests you about stunts? Uh, because you know, I was telling Jasper, I'm like, you've you got to have a good relationship with pain. And if you don't, you're just yeah. not going to enjoy the world of stunts. You know, it, uh, I tell people because people yeah. are like, oh, I, I, I do my own stunts and all that. Like, yeah, you usually by the time you hit the deck by the 10th time and you're jacking your body up yeah. or, you know, you take a couple hits, you know, you, you eat it. You're going to eat it. You're going to get hit. You know, that's why martial artists uh, enjoy it. But learn how to, to, you know, take hits and train their bodies and, and be smart and also take care of each other mm-hmm. um that's why i love seeing with your team you always so like i don't know i i was so uh, in awe and was like 
had so much respect for the way that you each individual it was just everybody was checked to see if they're okay they're ready to go yeah like it was such a uh incredible formality um to watch as an actor on like the side when you go and guys are doing that yeah we really want to take care of everybody you know it's it's our job to to not just for us to do it you know if we've got the time to work and train people then that that's that's the best that's the that's that's wonderful just us, you know? before we finish actually because i feel like this is quite a quite a poignant conversation what do you think about actors doing their own stunts if they haven't done stunts because i know a lot of like there's some non-union projects which it kind of i don't know if it upsets me i think that's probably too extreme but i feel as though it's um it's a way of saving money for non-union projects um, to get the actors to do their own stunts and to, you know, kind of blur that line. Uh, what is your thoughts on that? Well, I think the beauty of motion capture is that it is very physical and that there is more of an overlap. You know, I, I, I kind of talk about the, the categories of, of you have your actor, full tilt actor, and then you have your full tilt stunt person. And and in between, you have you have the action actor. And usually an action actor is someone who is an actor that might have like no sheer Dalal, who's one of my good friends who I love, you know, no sheer, no sheer is, you definitely got to get no sheer on here. And, yeah. and he could talk a lot about it. No sheer is an amazing actor, actor, uh, sorry, action actor. He, he has a breadth of martial arts training. He's got incredible tactical movement. I mean, uh, our mutual friend, Courtney Munch, introduced us. We were doing our own mm -hmm. acting training together. And she's like, you got to meet Nosh. He's she's great. great, too. Oh, Courtney's awesome. And when I started seeing Nosh's tactical movement, I was like, oh, dude, hello. Yeah. Brought him on to some Blur projects and has, like, never looked back. We just, he just, I had him on everything uh, as much as possible because he, he had really, really good tactical movement. But he also could do fight choreography. So Nosha's that is that actor that already had training in martial arts and he had training in, in tactical movement. So he he could do his own stuff and and do it smart and do it safely. So anytime I've had Nosh with my stunt team, he integrates great. He's just like a stunt person because he mm -hmm. he has the real training. He's done professional stunts. He could work well as people. Um, so He's that unicorn. He's that in between mm -hmm. that can that can do both. Now, sometimes you get stunt people who are good actors, and mm -hmm. uh, like Stephen O. Young is is an example. So Stephen O. Young, way back when we were doing um, Star Wars stuff, when we had him uh, on um, uh, the uh, um, Old Republic stuff, he was playing characters, and I remember he was he was he was acting and doing all this really good death lines, and I'm like, Steve, man, your acting's great dude i'm like you should you really should act more because you're, you're you're naturally a good actor and he's like oh no 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 and he did he he really I, by no means am i taking claim for his first career but he st started focusing on acting and steve is also a, a very comedic um oh, cool. like like you know seth austin seth austin's another really awesome comedic actor who can do stunts he can act unicorn of unicorns there's like Actors who can do stunts. And that seems to be rare though, right? It seems oh my to be God. Rare. And I think the conversation that we're having is that if you want to do that, then to actually acquire the skills rather than Definitely acquire say, skills. I can do it, you know, and not be able to, which yeah. is where the danger and the safety lies. Yes, because stunt yeah. people will not, we're not going to lie about what we do. I, I'm not going to 
ever oversell myself or I'm going to have anybody oversell himself of, of areas like, you know, if I get hired on something and, and they're asking for something that I can't do, I'm like, look, I know 20 people who can do this particular skill 20 times better than me. I'm like, yeah. please let me just give you them because it's just stupid. Well, that's also you're, reputation you're gonna get hurt. too, right? It's like, that's a reputation. If you start yeah. trying to do stuff that you're not skilled in, that you don't have the qualifications in, you don't have the yeah, experience it's... in it. It only makes you look bad. So... But yeah, yeah. I, I, people should get Definitely. the skill, and I and so you know if if you're an actor who's got a background in in something of a of a physical nature that's martial or acrobatic, well, great, you know, keep focusing on that if you want to do more stunt stuff. If you're a stunt person who wants to act more, same thing, get the skills, work on your acting more. Get the get, skills get, is the is the key for the today. Get the skills. Yeah, love it. So it's finally, fun. yeah, this it's, I mean, it's, I, I segued today and we don't normally ask that question, but I think it's yeah. really important. I think it's really important asking it while we're talking to you because, you know, there is a, there is a big conversation around that. Yeah. I think, and there's a big, there um, is. you know, especially when it comes to actors and their managers or agents are putting them up for these jobs. It's like, yes, just make sure like it's yep. your responsibility as an actor to have these skills and if you don't have them to say, I don't have them, you know, I don't know yeah. how to do that and to ask and, and figure it out or just not, you know, so it's a really good you got, you, Yeah, you got to care, you know, like I, I always talk about Cameron Monaghan, who is Cal Kestis uh, in, in, in our Jedi Fallen Order game and in our, in our upcoming Jedi Survivor game. And, and Cameron, Cameron is that is that action actor, too. Like Cameron really cares. He, he's been living with this character for, for, I think, over four years now. And he so cares. He he wants to get it right. And and I love when our stunt team has time to teach him the choreography because he rocks and he looks so good and he and he is the character. And so when we have time to teach him choreo and he can do the lightsaber work with his acting because you have all this overlap of emotion because it's 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 not so separate. You know, it's not just oh say a line and then do the scene. It's like no, he's doing the action. He's fighting with an emotional scene with the lightsaber and you want to get it all if we can get it all. And it's wonderful when we have the time to, to give that because yeah. he gets into it and he's physical and, he, and he's good. Love it. I love him. He's one of my so, favorite people. Darren, you have been an absolute pleasure to have on this show today. I'm just so happy that we made this happen and thank you for just sharing oh, so, so generously all your an experience. Honor. And um, just how can people find you on social media if they want to get in contact with you, give you a job or um, speak to you yeah. and get advice um, or just follow your <laughs> career? Instagram is is the one that I, I'm not a big Twitter person. I don't really post much on there. I don't post a whole lot. I'm, 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 I'm a, a little more old school, uh, but I do pay attention to Instagram. And uh, so it's at Darren R D E R R O N R is, is a great way to find me uh, is on Instagram is the one I've, I've, Pay at attention Darren to Darren R. Yep, okay, good. That's, that's definitely the one. We'll right. throw up the links to, to find you as well. So just thank you so much. Thank you, Jasper, for being here with me as well. Yeah, thank Jasper. It's great. And um, Victoria, yeah, thank you. So lovely really to meet you. Awesome very show. Awesome. Thank Appreciate you Appreciate so you, Victoria. It's always a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Know, you. And, and also just congratulations on this. You know, I think it's wonderful that you've been doing this. And, and I think it's a great thing for the community. Thank you. You're, Appreciate you know. It. Yeah, you care a lot about people, and that, that that's what we need. We need more of that in the world. Uh, I try my best. Thank <laughs> you. Hell yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting-edge hardware 
and software with the highest accuracy. Valkyrie is a brand new hero camera range, which includes a 26 MP model and high speed capture mode at up to 2000 FPS. When combined with the powerful bespoke new Very Focal lens, Vicon Valkyrie delivers a greater fidelity in human motion capture and unlocks an unmatched capture quality. Valkyrie is designed to work with Vicon's Shogun VFX software, enabling digital artists to visualize realistic characters and scenes while saving time in post-production. Shogun now includes custom-developed virtual production tools to power your next-level project. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Are you looking to work as an actor in video games and performance capture? The Performance Capture Podcast is also brought to you by Book VOP Cap, an online educational community set up by the Performance Capture Podcast host and founder, Victoria Atkin, which provides educational courses on how to work as a professional actor in the performance capture industry. Visit www.bookvopcap.com to find out more and follow us on social media. Ditch the day job.